2: Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us.
1: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking
2: requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA member FDSE.
0: Yes, yes. Welcome into the Tim McKernan Show podcast. It's free for all. Come on in. It's an orgy. It is. An everybody orgy. in here fucking. Everybody in here fucking. Can confirm. Well, it's just two guys with laptops and a studio and a. Cardboard cutout, a learn and a flag. That's essentially what we are. It's the HomeLoanExpert.com studios. Timothy Michael McKernan, Action Jackson, with you here on the podcast. A podcast presented to you by Ryan Kelly, the HomeLoanExpert.com. James Carlton, the Carlton State Farm Insurance Agency. Mark Hanna of Evergreen Wealth Strategies. Jamie Burkhardt, Clayton Patterson, Peter Munganess at Munganess St. Louis Acura and Alton Toyota and the great Seth Goldcamp of Design Air Heating and Cooling Online at designairservice.com. And this, before I even get into it, what might be one of the most anticipated Tim McKernan Show podcasts in history. Jackson actually is looking forward to this one for the I first <laughs> time since he started working with me. He's looking forward to doing a podcast. Is that correct?
1: Uh, I wouldn't say it's the first time. Uh, but, I tried uh, to trap you and you, you,
0: you navigated it. I tipped my yeah, cap. Yeah.
1: No, but I am very much looking forward to this. I The thinking... Girl Next
0: Door Deep Dive. Yeah, I am very much. A contest that started when you were nine.
1: Yeah, uh, probably. We will,
0: we will relive it. Uh, and I'm sure I'm going to leave things out. Uh, but either way, before I get to that, I want to make this clear. Because it's, it's, this, this trivia night on July 23rd, it's a pony. Now, it's St. Gabriel's, so it's a pony within restrictions of being a pony, but uh, we're doing this for TMA Trivia Night, first ever. I, I think you I mean, honesty in media, Jackson. That's what we pride ourselves Strive in. Strive to and be honesty in media right now is I can't see anything but the top of Jackson's head because I am, my feet are up on the dais, yep. and I am four foot four. So I can't see. It's generous. <laughs> yeah, it's very <laughs> gentle. Four or three without the lifts. And, uh, but, we We have this thing here's honesty media it's price too high, yeah, starting there, probably don't need to be doing a trivia night in July when people are on vacation or they're just wanting to be outside and maybe this is doug's doug's thing um mine was I think it's price too high uh Doug's thing was i think it if it's t m a trivia people will be. Uh, saying, you know, I'm more interested in sports trivia. I don't know. But all those factors. So, hey, listen, the reality is at this fine place where we are doing the show now, Hubbard Radio, it is a group of professional, really quality people. Um, And so you take a shot at some things, and some things work and some things don't. This is not a thing that I think— doesn't work, I think, for the three reasons I gave there at the outset, the timing, the price, and uh, that it's not just general trivia, and instead it's TMA trivia, although I am doing two categories worth of sports questions, that it just didn't sell out of the gate. So fine. So we learn. So we lowered the price. Can't do anything about the date. It's this Saturday, July 23rd. And uh, we have now included some non-TMA questions in the trivia But St. Louisans love their trivia nights. So here's the thing. Even if you and your friends or you and your significant other or you and some buddies that just want to fuck off have no interest in the trivia, here's what you're getting for $50 at tmastl.com. All of your salt and smoke. All of your Uncle Leo's. Uncle Leo's pizza. Two pizzas and a toasted ravioli for each table. A bottle of effing vodka. And all of your urban chestnut beer. Yep. Not like, oh, you get a beer and then you pay for the rest. Everything's included. Yep. And you can bring in your own food if for whatever reason you don't want salt and smoke and Uncle Leo's, or if you want your own whatever, non-alcoholic libations, it's fine. It's $50. And I guess with the Eventbrite fee, it might be 57 or 58 it's for the full transparency. So... I, I, we're partnering with Friends of Kids with Cancer. I'd love to see this become a regular thing. I think if we could do it again, Jackson,
2: mm-hmm.
0: we would do it in, I don't know, February or something like that. Yeah. February seems to be like the slowest time of all. Yeah. That's the winter of the discontent. Yeah, it's the it lowest point. Uh, and uh, And do it on like a Saturday night, 50 bucks, and include all this stuff. So we're doing it in July. We're learning. We want to do things that the audience loves. So 50 bucks. Go to TMASTL.com. If, to get all that food and all that beer and the vodka, the pizza, the barbecue, that's $50. It's more than $50. Don't, and fine, Just we'll be reading questions up there. Don't participate. Hell, I don't know. Yeah. But we want to raise money for Friends and Kids with Cancer. We want to have an event that we can do on a regular basis. TMASTL.com. It's a trivia night. Iggy will be there. Doug will be there. Jackson will be there. The Plowick will be there. I'll be there. Uh, So, come on out. It's this Saturday, July 23rd at St. Gabriel's. You can buy the tickets at tmastl.com. Did I leave anything out, Jackson? Tell me something I left out there. Banners. St. Gabriel's banners. Holy shit.
2: Yeah.
1: I mean, that's...
0: You'll see my brother Danny on there, and you'll see my sister Moore on there.
1: I'll be shaking just walking into the presence of that? Yeah. Yeah. That's
0: got to be intimidating for people.
1: It really is. I mean, there's a reason the banners are up there. It's because... The gymnasium greatest. strikes fear in people's hearts.
0: It's, yeah, it's, it's one of the greatest home court advantages in all of sports. So you'll be in that presence. Uh, it's uh, this uh, Saturday at uh, St. Gabriel's, South City, Tam and Nottingham. And uh, you can go online at tmastl.com to get your tickets. You want a table? You can get a table. Eight tickets. You want one ticket? Fine. You want two, three, four, whatever. tmastl.com. I'd like to see this thing work. So anyway, there is that. Uh, all right. This, is, this was sent in last week by James Carlton. We love it when advertisers are coming up with questions for deep dives. And in this case, James Carlton, 314-961-4800, or online at carltoninsurance.net. We were bullshitting about something completely unrelated. And he goes, oh, by the way, I've got a question for a deep dive. And I'm like, all right. Now, it could be an awkward spot, Jackson, mm. if an advertiser... Once a deep dive, and then I go, oh, I, you know, maybe we'll get together for a drink one time and I'll give you the (laughs) answer. But, you know, I don't know if it warrants a deep dive. If anything, once he gave me the deep dive idea in his email, I thought, how in the hell have I not gotten into this before? Right. Because when he asked about the history and some of the comings and goings and goings and comings with the Girl Next Door contest— I thought to myself, this is, I mean, it's just a content festival.
2: Mm-hmm. In
0: addition to, the reality is, without the Girl Next Door contest, TMA most likely does not still exist.
1: Wow. That, I just caught you. That, I just
0: woke you up over there is what I did.
1: Did not know, didn't even, even when you thought of that.
0: Allow me to explain the premise. All right. Here we go. I'm settling in. Yeah, you're, you're going to settle in. And I, I mean, this is going to be like when I went through the morning grind history, it's just going to be straight from memory. So, InsideSTL.com, which will celebrate its 17th birthday on August 15th, 2022, was formed because I had a one year non compete from television in St. Louis. Which, when I left KMOV in February of 2005, I thought I would be getting back into television in February of 2006, and I did. But uh, and I it was Channel Two with Martin Kilcoin. I don't think Charlie Marlowe was there yet. I don't know if Rob Desir was still there. I don't know, but I just know I did stuff with Martin, and I got paid. And I honestly, kind of in hindsight, I'm like, holy shit, I can't believe I got paid as much as I did. Uh, to do, like, these, like, weekly hits. I think what they visualized was that I would be the guy uh, who I was on the radio, but just out of, like, habit, I think, when I was in front of a television camera, local TV, I kind of just became local TV guy, which is, you know, usually not all that, you know, it's not going to move a needle, as sure. they say. sure. So I did that, I don't know, however many times, and I think it just was kind of like i knew it was kind of a nothing i was happy to have the the additional money it wasn't a salary i just got paid per per appearance but it wasn't doing anything for me i'm sure it wasn't doing anything for them so after a while it just was kind of a a nothing and mm-hmm. i didn't really like it and i'm sure i wasn't doing anything for them and it's an expense that was producing no revenue and as opposed to complaining about it on social media having some understanding of business yeah it's it's you know it wasn't money well spent on their part right. and there there's that so anyway so in June or July of 2005, after leaving KMOV, uh, after just a few months, I was bored out of my mind and started Inside STL. Now, what Inside STL was initially versus what it is now two different things. In my mind, A, I'm bored, and B, I'm recognizing, even though the show is not even a year old, that the, sh- that the morning grind, now the morning after... Has a following, and um I think to myself probably from listening to Jim Rome. Not that I was a Rush Limbaugh listener, but I knew he had a website uh-huh. that, and in which which is like, well, of course he did. But think this is 2005, so this was somewhat new that I thought, okay. What they're doing, if I'm not mistaken, is what we would consider now podcasting. They would put their content up there and people could go back and listen. And so what my plan was, which was misguided, and again, you know, as I oftentimes say here, you know, it's not like I was 18. I kind of should have known better. But my plan was to call it the morninggrind.com. Now, why you might be like, well, why was that wrong? Well, because I didn't own the the name the morning grind i didn't own any logos marks as is often used the term and contracts associated with the morninggrind.com it was owned by the company that owned kfns at the time which was uh big league broadcasting out of atlanta and so very fortunately i didn't do that that would have caused some problems um and instead secondarily i thought to myself I noticed that at this time, something that will sound so dated to you, Jackson, that there were these magazines that I guess are still out there, but they're not as popular now. Or I, don't, I shouldn't say that. This section probably isn't as big of a deal now as it was then because now you have Instagram, Facebook at the time, shit, MySpace, um, where people would be out and about. And St. Louis Magazine, Alive Magazine, Ladue News would take pictures, and essentially people would just go and see who's hot, you know. And right. I'm not talking about like with equity. I'm talking about good looking. And uh, and I thought to myself, all right, well if I combine the morning grind with uh, with um, I got to tell you something. This is this is, but it's worth it. This will be some of the greatest ADD theater ever. Hell yeah. Uh, I just got a text from
1: Jeff Burton. Nice. That's outstanding.
0: So here's the background on this, and I'll get back on track. But, uh, you know, for those of you who are listening to this, you are aware uh, that Jeff is dealing with um, cancer, and um, we have been aware of that here at Hubbard for a while, we, we have seen him around the hallways, and we knew he was battling. Mm-hmm. But um, as far as the situation goes, it's nobody's place, really, to talk about outside of whatever his family wants to talk about. And I'm talking about his wife and his two daughters, and then his family on the Rizzuto show. Mm-hmm. As I've said a thousand times, and I mean it so wholeheartedly, it sets a tone for the entire market. It really does. It is a group of great guys. I cannot say enough. I can't. I can't think of a negative thing about one of them, and they're for real. Yeah. And usually, when you are the number one show in the in the market, and they are by yeah. leaps and bounds, um, that you can have at least one person be kind of go, "Oh fuck this guy," but it, the tone is set by them, and then it's kind of like, okay, well. You know, if those guys who are you know carrying like a twenty share, act which means twenty percent of the market's listening to them at that time slot, uh, act like that as in just like normal people, then how could somebody who's not in that spot act like an asshole? Right. You know what I mean? It's I used to say about the Cardinal clubhouse that was a tough spot because McGuire was in there and he was not real pleasant, and then it set a tone for the rest of the guys. Uh, but now I guess if you were to say Wainwright's the guy, Wainwright's a great guy. So it kind of sets a tone for the rest of the guys. Anyway, point being known Jeff for a while. We've bullshit, you know, bullshit for a while, sick, not our place to talk about it. We would see him in the hallways sometimes in the middle of the show. He would just have to go down to their office just to, I don't even know, but you would see it, Jackson, you and I'd see it because we take breaks at random times like they do. And he obviously has been battling the situation, but we're not going to talk about it on the radio. Well, last week, Riz uh, talked about um, the fact that because of the cancer, um, he is most likely not going to be back on the show. An incredibly powerful, powerfully emotional segment. Mm -hmm. Um, And... You know, I I saw those guys leaving that day. I saw Riz, patrico and Moon leaving that day. And I wanted to say something. but I'm like, what do I say? Anything I say is just kind of like. And I, I we were in the conference room. This is only for Jackson because nobody else knows the layout of the building. So I they didn't see me, but I could see them walking out. And I right. like, part of me wanted to go over there and and say something. And then part of me was just like, I'm just gonna lay back and I'm gonna text Scott, Rizzuto, Riz, yep. Because I saw this, I had just watched the segment. There was like a 10-minute YouTube clip. Yeah. And I thought, God, this has to be so difficult because you're communicating something to the audience who has no idea about it as far as the extent of it. And then you're with your guys who you, who we, we can relate to this, who you know there is a family element to it. Yeah. Uh, especially if it's a good vibe. And I think they all have a good vibe. Not yeah. that they're like hanging out, like, not like how we hang out, but because we don't hang out. But it's just, it's a, it's a, it is truly a team. And it's a, and when you don't have a problem in the room, it really, the team is stronger because then you don't have bullshit going on. And they don't have bullshit going on. And we don't have bullshit going on now. So you got a good vibe. And so those guys are heartbroken. Yeah. I mean, it was an emotional segment. I yeah. saw, I watched, did you watch the clip? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's... Like, it's, Patrico is trying to... Yeah, it's really... Keep exciting. it together. Mm-hmm. Moon, you know, made... It, you know, I mean, it's... Because it's, Burton, but all of them, but, I mean, Burton is... He's been doing it for a long time. He's hilarious. Yeah, seriously. And you're like, you know... I mean, his, his wife basically said now they're in an, an end-of-life situation, you know, and just trying to make him as comfortable as possible. And so... You know, I texted Riz just you know from point guy to point guy. I guess for lack of a better term, not a play on the term point, but guy who hosts and brings it down to breaks. And would and if that were happening on this show, um, you know, I, I'm putting myself in that spot. Like, how do you handle that? And mm-hmm. I thought he handled it so because I know it's not you're not handling it as a robot. You're handling it as the guy's like friend. Yeah. and you've worked with him, and you're te- and then you're telling the audience who you know and I know he knows this, and you are starting to get a feeling for this, Jackson, uh, there's a relationship with the audience. So you're telling these people who you have this relationship with news that you know is going to hurt. And I thought he handled it so just perfectly, the whole group did, in such a tough spot. And so that's all I just, you know, and we exchanged texts on that. So in the middle of Balloon Party today... um. I go running down the hall to refill my water bottle, and then I run back in there, and then we do the next segment of Balloon Party. And it, I just happened to see Riz, and he was in the break room, and it was just me and him. And so I got a chance to, you know, talk with him. Yeah. And he was telling me some things that were, you know, that were positives. hmm And he was saying he was texting with him. And I go, well, shit, you know. Right. Because honestly, when I saw that segment last week, I'm thinking, you know, this is, this is it. Mm-hmm. And he said he's texting with him. I go, well, shit. Then I'm gonna send him a text. And so let's see, 12:20, and it's 12:46 as you and I are talking. I sent him a text, um, and he just, he just responded. And it's not like I said anything super poignant or anything like that. But um, I mean, just from the standpoint that he can communicate and is communicating, and it's, I mean, that is, that is awesome. Yeah. Seriously, very awesome. That is, I, I hadn't, I didn't, I, well, when Riz told me that he was texting with him, I'm like, holy shit. Not because I, I knew Riz would be communicating with him, but mm-hmm. I didn't, I didn't know that Jeff was in a position where he could be texting. Mm-hmm. So then I'm like, well, fuck, then I got to text with him. And I haven't said anything on our show because, you know, he's still fighting the fight. Yep. And, you know, everybody here thinks the world of him. Although at the same time, I don't know who here anybody would be like, oh, you know, that's which just speaks to the quality of the people who work in this building. Absolutely. But, uh, you know, and I'm telling you, so it would just be, I don't know, I mean, it'd be an absolute miracle, but wow, would that be. Something else. Holy shit. So anyway, I, listen, I don't I don't want to portray it as anything other than I talked with Scott Rizzuto, Riz, as he is heretofore known. And uh, and he said he was texting. I'm like, holy shit. And then here's Jeff. Just text him. I'm like, fuck, this is great news. Yep. Holy shit, man. And he's got two daughters. He has a wife. He's a legend. He is so quick-witted. Yeah, he's seriously. a great guy. There's like no bullshit, yep. you know, with any... You know, so anyway, there's. A, I think that was a a warranted uh, off the ramp visit. Yeah, yeah. and uh, and back we go. So I thought because of the the sections in St. Louis Magazine, Live Magazine, Ladue News, that it's like, oh, what if I could do this on Inside? Well, it wasn't Inside STL, but on the website, where I included, you know, I sent photographers out to bars and got pictures of people, some inevitably being attractive. And then people who had no idea what the morning grind was would come and visit the site and that would build up the brand traffic, drive traffic. And then ideally it exposes them to our show. So you have this. And as I said, with, with starting the morning grind, the thought process then, for those of you who listened to that deep dive was supply and demand applied to communications which I still would say in principle exists in St. Louis, which is there are few things for a market this size that are geared toward the younger population. And so if you can do something geared toward the younger population, there is a demand and there isn't much of a supply, and therefore you have an edge, Mm -hmm. economically speaking. Guns and butter. Walter Johnson, for those of you who went to Missouri. So that was the thought process. So then the process became, okay, what are we going to call it? And I believe it was my brother who came up with Inside STL or a friend of mine's wife who came up with it. InsideSTL.com as opposed to the morninggrind.com. And I went and I bought it on GoDaddy for $14.95 or $19.95. And I remember in the moment thinking to myself, I should keep a journal of this just in case this thing winds up being something. And as I know I've said on the podcast before, I really wish I would have because holy shit. It would have been like a how to, as far as to not how to run a business, but how to not run a business because I did so many stupid things along the way. So, Matt Seebeck, who is now the chief experience officer at uh, STL City, um, and I partnered on it. We, uh, he designed it uh, and we launched it on August 15th, 2005. Um, had a limited amount of advertising. Tin can. I don't know if you remember the bar Tin can. Probably not because you were eight. Yeah. Uh, Tin can. Was our first advertiser. Hundred dollars a month. I still have the check. Um. And I remember going down to my mailbox at my my place and uh, opening up the mailbox and having a check and going, holy shit! Something that was just a
1: an
2: idea
0: an idea that was essentially air. I have just received money for. Yeah. Uh, and that probably lit the entrepreneurial fire that, you know, I think once you have it, you probably, it can never be quenched. Um, as I've said before, and and one of the entrepreneurial people who I, I don't know if I work with, I don't know, business consultant, advisor, however you want to call it. Oh God. Yeah. I want to start a business. He goes, starting a business is better than sex. Uh, and if you, and if that relates to you, then you know where I'm coming from with it. So the thing with Inside STL is, it, 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 as weird as it sounds, it's not like people, peop, when I would meet with people about advertising, jacks, and they'd go, oh, well, I'm in the Post-Dispatch or I'm in the Riverfront Times or I'm in St. Louis Magazine or I'm a live magazine. To think that even though it was 17 years ago, it was still only 17 years yeah. that people were buying print and turning down digital sounds like something from like the 1950s. Yeah, seriously. But that's what it was. And so we really weren't, even though we had a shitload of traffic, we really weren't making any money from it. And at the tail end, not even maybe at the tail end, but at some point in 2006, and I have no idea where I got the idea. It, it was not, unlike the radio show, which I've said before, and it is true, um, is certainly influenced by Howard Stern. Um, this was 100% my own idea. So give me credit or give me blame. I thought to myself, okay, this, the picture thing is working, but what if we did a contest where we take, we have a photographer, we do one a week, we have a photographer shoot pictures of local, 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 local St. Louis area women, and we unveil a new picture every day, which sounds super outdated considering Instagram now. But keep in mind, this is, I'm thinking of this in 2006. And at the end of the month, the four or five ladies from that month will get to win a contest and get 500 bucks. Mm-hmm. And we will do these events at a bar who advertises with us. Because people weren't advertising because they're like, how do I quantify if a banner ad on InsideSTL.com is getting me any return? So the way I could quantify would be, here's a short-term injection of a bunch of people who showed up at your place on a Friday or Saturday night who otherwise would not have been there. Yeah. Because the way for the girls to win was by getting the most votes or the loudest cheers at that event. Mm-hmm. And... For them, you got $500, but I also think it was probably driven by you just don't want to lose in front of people. Mm -hmm. So I uh, came up with the idea. I think the name Girl Next Door might have been, I feel like the Hugh Hefner thing during the Playboy Mansion thing was called Girl Next Door. Could be off on that. But as far as the idea for the contest, that was just something that popped into my head. And then I had to find a photographer. The initial photographer I found, uh, we didn't hit it off. Mm. And uh part of, as you have certainly experienced now, and you know, getting what to 20 months here of being with us, yeah, part of the vibe of this is, and by this I mean TMA and now Balloon Party, and certainly the podcast. Is you are welcome to give shit, but you also have to understand you're going to get shit. Yep. And if you can't handle it, you're probably not cut out for it. Right. And the photographer, we had this InsideSTL.com message board, uh, and, you know, everybody's anonymous, or they think they're anonymous, and uh, so they're posting very freely, and they were ripping his photography work Um. I probably have some of the pictures still saved here. Uh, And he wanted me to pull all the posts ripping his photography work because he really was high on
1: himself. Sure.
0: And uh, I said, here's the thing. I get where you're coming from. This is how I, here 17 years later or 16 years later, I am with the fan page. I go, you got to understand if I pull it, the way it's going to work is they're going to pile on more. Yep. So you're only going to make it worse. This will be gasoline on the fire. And I'm just telling you, this isn't going to work for you. So he then, you know, went after me and in an email. And when I'm like, okay, because I, I had a bad, fi- I had a bad, fi- I mean, you know, right. when somebody you're going to be able to work with and when you're not. And I'm just like, yeah, this is not, this isn't going to work. And so I think for the first month of the contest, we had one photographer. Um, and for from February of 2007 all the way until we ended it, which I believe was 2012, we had Jason and Emily Campagna, married couple. I think they have they're back in St. Louis. They had moved to the Florida Keys. Um, I think they have two or three kids, and they handled all of the photography. So it winds up being uh, something that they handled, the ladies who would submit their pictures, and they would post the pictures, and then we would sell the advertising and the events, and it, it took off. Without question, it took off. And I say TMA exists only because of it, because had we not gotten the girl next door off the ground, Inside STL would not have been able to continue to exist, and therefore Inside STL wouldn't have existed in 2010 when I had the choice of staying at 1380 but using our advertising infrastructures team to sell our radio advertising. I would have gone to KFNS and done afternoons, and Doug and the cat would have—I don't know what they would have done—but I would have been leaving, and 1380 was shutting down because they didn't have any money. So that is the backstory. That's
1: yeah. That I mean, that makes a lot. Of sense. So it basically carried the. It first carried part of it. Inside it carried
0: so. exactly. It carried it because there, there was really nothing else going on. Now, I wrote every day, uh-huh. every weekday on InsideSTL.com. I did so for like a decade plus. I look back on it. And can't believe I did it because it's not like I had a boss. And sometimes I'd be writing just like just blah, cardinal columns or right. blah, rams columns. But I did this thing called Timmy's Tidbits on Monday morning. And I worked my ass off on it. I mean, worked my ass off being relative, but I spent a lot of time on it. And I liked it. And I do like writing. I still like writing. Um, it's just more or less now just a time situation. But... That But the thing that got the thing from point A, the beginning of Inside STL, to point B, where it now, well, where it then was uh, all of this advertising revenue for radio, was the Girl Next Door contest. So the Girl Next Door contest, it starts to become, you know, if you were in your 20s, early 20s usually, and in St. Louis and you know, single most of the time and uh, like to go to certain bars, an attractive, good chance that you were participating in the Girl Next Door contest. And so off we go. Yeah, And it became a thing. It became uh, like a badge of honor is probably overstating it. But it became a thing where it was a source of pride. Sure. Uh, at the at the events, the girls would wear inside STL tank tops. I wonder if I could pull up any images because I don't know what you've seen and what you haven't seen.
1: I've seen some pictures of it, but very, very few pictures of.
0: Let's see what we got here. I just type inside STL girl next door into do a search engine, and God only knows what the hell is going to come up. Wow, well, the pictures are still up there. Not many though, I'll <laughs> say that. Some I don't know why some are and some aren't. I like, they're they're on MySpace. Oh wow! Yeah, I
1: didn't know MySpace was still yeah holding servers.
0: <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, no shit. <laughs> uh, my God,
1: Tom must be doing well.
0: Tom, um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, they're they're not on Inside STL, I guess. Yeah, they're all MySpace. So. So then what winds up happening? So now here we go. Now we got now we got some of the things that are going on. I legitimately, A number one, I can say this with, you know, swearing on whatever, uh, never ever uh got involved with an inside STL girl next door. N- not that people are like, wow, it was the George Clooney of St. Louis. How could they resist you? I don't think people are thinking that, but you're just you're in that position. Sure, sure. But I was married. Uh then Anna Marie and I were together, and we weren't, and she was working there, too. So, I mean, it just wasn't happening. Uh, nor was there the less popular MFF That's with anybody. Right. So I am speaking with a very uh, clear conscience on this, and, you know, I don't think anybody will ever make the accusation because I know nothing happened. Right. Um, nor, you know, it's just not, you know, as big of a creep as I am. I'm, I have an understanding of the lines sure. and just not ever going to. But what wound up happening was we would have ladies submit pictures, and it wasn't like CYC basketball where everybody got playing time. And so that's where it started to get a little interesting.
1: Sure, yeah. I can imagine that could be tough in some situations.
0: So one of—and now it's time for story time.
1: All right, settle in here.
0: So one of the more unique situations we had was one area— person, kept sending pictures in despite the fact that they were told, because uh, again, I mean, for the companions to do this, to shoot a, uh, an afternoon or an evenings of photos, yeah, that takes time. This isn't like a charity.
1: Right. Friday and Saturday nights. I, assume,
0: right? I, well, I don't know when they would shoot the pictures, but the events, you know, would be on a Friday or Saturday night. And no, they'd, they'd shoot them at their studio. Oh, okay. Studio I was thinking the of, events were Friday or Saturday. I was night.
1: thinking of the when the pictures would go up from people going out to
0: the no party. well that that was that was a separate group gotcha. of photographers. Gotcha so this lady kept sending in her picture to the point where I'm just like, it's a no, it's been a no it's been a no like four ish times right so that was a little that was a little odd in and of itself
2: mm-hmm.
0: that it kept going on. Excuse me, I have to pause for a beverage.
1: This is the time i like to tell you about the Portland Trailblazers Summer League campaign. <laughs>
2: well,
0: You just want to jump in. <laughs> um, so we do an event at Shannon's. Did you ever go to Mike Shannon's outfield? I mean, you were, you were six.
1: I, def- I think I dined there once. Okay. Uh, and I remember the food being really good. Uh, so
0: we do an event there, their outfield, which is no longer there, but it was before Ballpark Village, so this would have been 2007-
1: Right there on Market, right? That's correct. Yeah, definitely been there once.
0: And you know, we had a section to ourselves. I mean, it really was a thing. Like, if I was single, or if I was just like a, a fucking
1: philanderer—great <laughs> word, thank you, because <laughs> that is the word. It is. Yeah, you <laughs> know,
0: which I'm like certain people think or thought. I have no idea. I don't know if people still think it now. Be
1: surprised. I, really? Yeah, I'd be
0: surprised. That's good to hear.
1: You got children; it's a whole different
0: game. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, it's just it's not it's not even it's like here, everybody look at my phone, like <laughs> yeah. look through everything you want. It'll be odd. pictures of my kids and my wife, and it's gonna bore the shit out of you. But whatever, like I have nothing whatsoever uh, in the philandering camp to even like. Oh God, I like even if I get like a DM from a female, I'm like. Yeah, you know, my wife and I was like, no matter, on the off chance, right? you know, I'm just like, I make sure I know how to shoot these down just on the off chance. And it's not like there's a lot coming in, to be clear, but just on the off chance. I am not, it just doesn't fucking matter. Mm-hmm. I've enjoyed it. It's wonderful. It feels lovely, at least for me, probably not the other party, but I am not looking to lose my children and uh, and any form of uh money that I have just to to fuck somebody, much less risk my career and just fuck up my kids' lives and my wife's life. Holy shit. It is so, it's a wonderful place to be, by the way. And don't get me wrong, I still enjoy stag and I'm still looking for threesomes, foursomes, whatever, but as far as like, just not even there. Um, And I I don't think I was as adamant about it 15 years ago because like you said, the children thing. Mm Mm-hmm. But when I'm looking back on it, if I was single, and at times producer Joe was, so producer Joe, I think, not to say that he, like, ran through, mm-hmm. but he, I think he had an occasional dalliance. Um, but either way, we uh, were at Shannon's and we're in this section that they have for us, and all of a sudden I notice that the girl who had submitted her picture to try to get a photo shoot to be an inside STL girl next door was in our section wearing an inside STL. Oh, wow. Yes. Oh,
1: jeez. Oh, yeah. <laughs> God.
0: You know, and again, this isn't like, you know, this isn't like you're in penthouse and you get the key, you know, <laughs> or you get the Playboy bunny thing. You know, it's not like that. But it was like, so I went over to Jason and Emily and I said, hey, I thought, We were all in agreement that, you know, this was a little weird situation. When did you guys do a photo shoot with her? And they go, we haven't. We've told her no. She must have gotten her own inside STL tank top.
1: Oh, jeez,
0: And then told security she was with us and got up here because we've told her no over and over and over again. And I go, oh, fuck, what in the world is this? What do we do? Because this is kind of, I'm sure it's giving some people, like, some creep chills. Oh, it's Usually it's the male version. This is the female version. Right. So we're in a weird spot. I mean, a real weird spot. Yeah, this was 07. Um, And they wind up just, like, doing it just because they're, like, so like
2: yeah,
1: it'd be, it's honestly the easiest way out. Yeah,
0: it's. A, it, I'm sure some people are like, why would they do it? But or why would you do it? I'm just like, we just got to we just got to get through this and then move on because right. clearly she is going to stop at nothing. She will not accept the no. So we had that happen, and then a month or two later, God, mm, boy, I see her. They're all coming back to me.
1: <laughs>
2: it's flowing through your head right oh, now. God. I can see it.
0: Ah. <sighs> So, one of this—I I don't know. This involves Iggy. Oh,
1: <laughs> now I'm really settling then.
0: <laughs> so, one of—and I would probably tell you—I mean, I don't know. It, it, it's a, a part of it, I guess, is in cachet, so to speak. But one of the disagreements me and the original photographer had was over who was worthy of him spending time with as a uh, photographer and to me this girl i wonder if i still have this email file jackson jesus this is this would be entertainment here i mean it's entertainment for me and you but because it's all in my hotmail uh which i barely use but i still have Uh uh-huh um she was very attractive. And I thought, well, this is a no-brainer. She sent in pictures. I said to the, the photographer, hey, go ahead. And he was just like, absolutely not, you know. And I think maybe he met with her, she's too green. He wanted them to be more seductive. But the whole point of it was they're girls next door, right? Like, That's in the, the whole literal idea, sense. Yeah. And so I don't know. That was like I said, this I I've I've saved the emails with him because I was in awe of the way he talked not that he was being disrespectful I mean who the fuck am I but like like it was it was like a character <laughs> and um, and I said yeah she's I think she's like exactly what we're looking for she's beautiful and you know I, think, I mean she just turned 21 or 22 was just kind of yeah. coming into her own as exactly far the as this but... social scene so people didn't really know who she was so we were introducing and Eventually, the campagna's Emily and Jason, the photographer, shoot her. I don't know how this all came to pass or why it came to pass. I'm sure now that I'm talking about it, Iggy will have his version of the story. But Iggy, as he is maybe you've heard him say before, was friends with a photographer at Playboy.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah he's talking about
0: that. I believe the gentleman's name is Gary Cole.
1: Not to be confused with Lomberg. That's correct, Lumberg. Lund- I Lundberg, believe, right? Yeah, mm,
0: and okay. uh, and so he, I don't know, because I it, like if I tell any detail, it's wrong. It'll turn into like a half-hour segment on TMA, and I'm not, <laughs> and I'm by no means trying to like beer cats him here. <laughs> I'm just like doing this from 15 years ago for my memory. But somehow Iggy gets involved and introduces her to Gary Cole, and I believe. She did a test shoot with Playboy, if memory serves. Wow. I think it led to her. I think, I know she did the test shoot. I don't, well, I don't say no. I'm pretty confident she did the test shoot. She didn't appear in the magazine, but she did a test shoot, and Iggy was involved in making it happen. And fuck, I have no idea what wound up happening. From that point forward and she was by the way she was she was absolutely god do i have a girl next door file i have gotta have a girl next door file um where in the hell would it be i'm just looking through my emails and it's just like where is this thing um and my god once i go into it i'll be i'll be in this this is (laughs) this is a rabbit hole of all rabbit holes holy uh i'm sorry once i'm into this now i can't I can't, oh yeah, so here's the, God, here's the emails with this guy, holy shit. Um, uh, Anyway, I don't know, who knows, and I'm sure I'm going to read some of the stuff I wrote in 2007 and be like, what a (laughs) fucking asshole, lack of self-awareness, whatever. So, at one point, a couple of months later, there is a girl who is in the contest who's attractive you know as as the vast majority of them certainly were and there was another one who's kind of more girl next door and she calls me and this is this is the this is really the beginning of the end only except it was only in year 1 and yeah. i put up with it for five more years of people canceling uh-huh. or as it became known grandma's dying yeah. <laughs> except this was a different deal and we were doing this one uh at a location and I didn't want to cancel it because this was how we were making our money. And it turns out that the girl next door, girl next door, as in like the, you know, cute girl next door,
2: Mm -hmm.
0: uh, had found out, and we didn't know, um, that one of the girls in her month that she was competing against uh, was uh, an aspiring adult starlet. Mm. And... This girl, the girl next door, girl next door, felt like she was not going to win the girl next door because this girl would have an advantage as an adult starlet. But she said, really, she didn't want to be in it because morally she objected to being in the contest with somebody who was going. Ah,
1: so, ah the card got pulled.
0: So, yes. So, I think we had, of the five that were supposed to be there for this event, two. Ah.
1: A little heads up matchup <laughs> <laughs> was heads up
0: match play. <laughs> and so uh, that is how it uh, that, that's how it began to become a headache. Then we get to girl next door of the year, which is all of the girls who won their months plus some wild cards mm-hmm. that were voted on by people online and uh, we hosted that at God, what was the name of the bar? And I ask you, but I know you can't answer it. If it was Lush or Lure, it was on See, olives. here
1: I'll I'll go in my weird TMA memory bank and remember the cab ride video, which is a famous one of Rudy Carroll oh, yeah. Mickey Carroll and producer Joe. And there's some like guy that Timberfake was, was beefing with and then lush. he said he was a cook at Lush. And that's yes. I think where the cab was taking okay, that Proud Joe was like a hostage in that <laughs> cab ride.
0: So I believe yes, the first one ever was there. And, um, it, it, it's a, it's a, it's a whole weekend's worth of count. So the first thing was, I think at Rue 13, which is a popular bar on Washington Avenue. And there is a girl and the way you win was to get the most votes from the people in attendance. And then we did the thing. And I think we combined it with the AFC NFC championship party. So then the winner was on a Sunday afternoon. So the whole thing was on a Sunday. And the first place was $2,500. That'd be nice now. Yeah, for real. Um, much less like you're a yeah. 22-year-old, you know.
1: Just for go you know, posing for, sure, yeah. like for the show. You know, it's not...
0: And you got a free photo shoot. Right. So, Route 13, this girl goes out on Washington Avenue and just brings people in to vote for her off the street.
2: Mm,
1: stuffing the ballot, ballot box.
0: And the other girls, as you can imagine, are not a fan of this. So now it's on. So now here we go. <laughs> yep. And now, as you can imagine... They're complaining to me. They don't like her. They won't talk to her. It's a whole thing. So then Sunday rolls around, and there was like, it was like Survivor, like there were alliances built. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, the place is absolutely packed. I mean, packed. And I guess I took it for granted then, but you look back on it, and here's something that just was totally came out of my mind. And now you see, you know, a building on a Sunday afternoon, too, where you can't move. I mean, the guys who own Lush had to be like, this is the greatest fucking thing ever. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. We just just made who knows how much on a, a Sunday afternoon that otherwise we'd be closed. And it is packed because you have 12, I guess, 12 girls from each month winning and then, you know, a couple of wild cards and they're all trying to win twenty five hundred dollars, so they all ask their friends, their friends come down to drink on a Sunday afternoon. I mean, it is a perfect formula, yeah. shit, we should have done this like all the time, seriously. I look back on it, and so I think one of the I think it was kind of like a pageant in that one of the things was um you know like a like wear what you would wear out, and then one was like lingerie or swimsuit or something like that, and it's you know. Yeah this, oh was, yeah, this was legit. I mean, this wasn't, this was, this was legit. But when it was all said and done, oh, and then also we had guest judges.
2: Mm-hmm. The
1: panels.
0: Panels, thank you. And, uh, you know, it was made reference to in the cab ride down there, <laughs> Timberfake, uh, Mickey Carroll, who you can find uh, on your IMDb for Wizard of Oz, played a munchkin. He was in his 90s. He always carried glossies of him with the, the delightful Judy Garland and mm-hmm. the other Munchkins, who apparently were all having orgies. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. He would sometimes go rogue with his stories. And <laughs>
1: What the fuck?
0: Why, and why? And by the way, why is Mickey Carroll in our studio? He just pop up in our studio. It was a strange. And he would maybe. travel
1: with an entourage, you no? Know?
0: He traveled with about six people, <laughs> the fuck. All of whom I believe, as history later would show. He might have been needing to keep a closer eye on. It was kind of like MC Hammer's entourage. Ah,
1: they're spending the residuals. I believe believe there might have been a
0: situation, but I do not know that, to be clear. But I believe that might have been the case. And uh, uh, Rudy, for those of you who are longtime listeners, he would call in the show shit-faced on a regular basis. In addition to those three, over the course of time, uh, Caden Cross, who I'm still friends with. Yep. Uh, Brie Olson, uh, who was one of Charlie Sheen's goddesses. Uh, Todd Wellemeyer, former Cardinal uh, starter t-dallion. slash reliever. The t-dallion. Uh Felipe Lopez, former Cardinal, Club not Flint. really interested in c- competition. Uh, he was there at times as a judge. Rich Gould.
1: Ah, uh, TV's Rich
0: Gould. Television's own Rich Gould. Calvin May. I mean, mean, this is. I I look at this and I go, I need to be proud. I am incredibly proud of this. Has to be, and I'd still do this today. Sure. Again, we don't. We weren't taking women off the street and putting them in the contest. They did this on their own accord. Yeah. Now I don't know if you could do it today, but. We didn't think anything at all of Mm -hmm. it then. Like now, if somebody had tweeted something out, and then I'd be canceled or something. Yeah,
1: I, I, I'd be. You don't
0: think so? I don't know.
1: I don't. I just think these are willing participants. I know. I just don't even know. Like Doug always said, "Oh God, we could never
0: do that now." I think he says that. I don't know. Anyway, either way, I think we're doing
1: this, and
0: it's packed. And, you know, now you got judges, and you got a ninety-year-old munchkin. (laughs) You got Timberfake, and then Timberfake would say shit. He he really was the perfect heel. The thing is, it wasn't an act. Right. He would go out of his way to get so fucked up, he would always call into the show from, like, Four Seasons, the hotel. Right. And I got to tell you something. You know, he did get good-looking women. I don't know what the fuck was going on. All I know is I saw it, you know. Yeah. Um, and... He would get fucked up, somehow get a room four seasons, which was not uh, inexpensive, and call into the show constantly, fucked up, and the audience would go nuts, hating it, hating it, hating it, hating it. Uh, And then he would come in and he judged it. I remember this one where he was judging and he was really critical. And part of the theory was if the girl wasn't like you know, responding to his flirtations, he Mm. would be critical on the stage, which is a tough spot. You got, I don't know how many people there, but a lot of it's packed building. And now you got a guy critiquing. So it got to a point that there were some gentlemen waiting outside to take care of Timberfake after the event. Oh, my God. Yep, James, you wanted it, you got it. (laughs) Uh, And, uh, I mean, I'd love to know who the judges were for the first one. I mean, I would break this down with, like, scores, you know. And You were emceeing all of this, right? Absolutely, now. absolutely. I mean, this is why you go to journalism school. And, uh, and the girl who was pulling people off the street at Rue 13 wound up winning.
1: Oh, wow.
0: And, like, over the girl who got the Playboy test shoot. Mm. So if you were to put the two pictures of the two girls next to each other, I say this as a short, bald man and recognizing my shortcomings. I feel like I need to put this disclaimer out there. Right. And you just said, based on appearance, who should win? It would be the girl who got the Playboy test shoot. Yeah. But that wasn't what it was determined by. It was determined by a combination of votes that drove traffic to the website and drove traffic to the the venues. That's Uh what it was. And I made sure... That it was on the up and up. There was no, never any bullshit. I think the cat used to like to joke. Whoever, whatever promoter paid the most would win, and I got it. And it was amusing. But that really did not happen. Uh-huh. Would not have. I wouldn't let it happen. I just right. never wanted to get in a spot where somebody goes, "Yeah, I paid him off to win." Um, so she wins. That causes all hell to break loose, and we have year number one under the way. Uh, I believe we did it for. Five years, maybe six years. I remember the last one, David Freeze was at it.
1: Oh, wow. And this would have been, was this? This was 12, so this was after F-
0: he was wor- the World Series hero. So
1: he's still, I mean, just the most popular man in town.
0: Yeah. Um, I believe I remember the last last who won it. Uh, she would later come in for a hashtag FFF. Ah. One of the greatest FFFs, by the way, in... in uh, in FFF history,
1: with the Caden Cross one,
0: uh, No, okay, second greatest FFF.
1: Well, Seka and Kid have died, so you might be going third. Uh, <laughs> the,
0: the brunette here. Oh wow! And then her yeah. blonde friend, and they were they kind of engaged in what I would describe as
1: hot Sapphic play. In ah, the, uh paying tribute to the god of Sappho. Amen.
0: Amen. <laughs> so why Jackson? Uh huh. Did we have to wrap up the girl next door contest. It wasn't because of some social media pressure, you know, Uh somebody trying to take us. It was because I don't know what wound up happening, but on the day of the events, the girls would not all of them, but like half of the girls would cancel and say they couldn't come to the events. Uh And I think, yeah, now that I look at it, but I mean, we didn't have kids, Anna Maria and I, we lost our, you know, intensity for it. Uh, maybe the Campanhas moved away at some point so somebody else took it over. I don't remember as far as the photography goes. But we would have these events, the People, these companies are paying for it, and then like half the girls would show up and then half of them would cancel the day of. And right. it just became a running joke. And so help me, there was an event in which three grandmothers passed away. Now, if you ask me how many grandmothers passed away, I'd set the over-under at 0.5. Right. But it just became like... Okay, we got another event. You know, and Doug would say grandmothers out of Edwardsville and Fairview Heights are floating down the river like cordwood <laughs> because a lot was that sort of, was, of bad you know like a light hitting out. middle infielder would come out of San Pedro de Macarese. A <laughs> lot <laughs> of our talent was coming out of the Hooters at the Fairview Heights in yeah. Illinois. Yeah. And so the Hooters. It, it's it was it was a it was a thing, but it just became it became as as is whenever I wrap anything up. The juice was no longer worth the squeeze. Yeah. It's that simple. Whenever TMA comes to an end, the juice was no I can already tell you, or we just get taken out and canceled. Right, right, but one right. or the other, uh, the juice was no longer worth the squeeze. And that's what it, that's what it came down to. Um, it it became a fuck, we have a girl next door contest tonight. Yeah. That's what it became. That's what it became. And I remember like trying to like find the next person to take it over because i mean in 2012 i'm 34 years old Mm -hmm. if anything it's weird especially being in st louis that i didn't have any kids at that point anna marie and i are married
2: Mm -hmm.
0: you know this isn't what we want to be doing right and you know we just followed through with it it's still a model that works now i'd be curious if somebody did it and how it could be executed it absolutely works does barstool still do like a smoke of the day or whatever the hell it
1: was they used to i don't think oh they, they got did. rid of that really i think they got rid i can't be sure old road did something similar too but i have my own problems with them so uh yeah i don't know i don't think so
0: yeah that's interesting if they got rid of that um so but they
1: up until i mean i remember like being a freshman in college which had been 2016 they uh they they were still doing that yeah and I remember there'd be girls from like Florida Gulf Coast that would get featured on it. Oh, is all right. You'd see them in class the next day.
0: Oh, how do you do?
1: Exactly. That's that's what I asked myself. I said, How do you do? <laughs> how do you do? And I'll just go politely shuffle back to my dorm.
0: But uh, yeah, I mean, what questions do you have for me on Girl Night Store might trigger more?
1: Yeah, I'm just I like, I'm looking at it through the lens of you now. And so, like, I'll. Can you I'm,
0: picture me doing it now? I'm curious, no, cause, like, because then that makes me think of, like, how you think of me.
1: Well, you, I just don't. I know you as someone who doesn't have an appetite for, like, essentially, like, some of the bullshit that I imagine was involved with that. Yeah, but again, it was a case of
0: I had to do it. Right. I had, it's how we made money. Right. It's how it truly is how Inside STL got from 2006 to 2010. Mm-hmm. Once 2010 rolled around, the revenue was for the most part from the radio show.
1: Right. And the Inside STL then owned the.
0: And Inside STL still does. Right. Own the, the, the IP. LLC still owns. Um. The content. The content. Right. That's correct.
1: And so yeah, so to even get to that point. You need the girls ne- the girl next to Because door.
0: that's what brought in money. Now yes. there was a
1: situation that I have heard the story a number of times about Brie Olson uh as a judge. That's and, correct. And her and, nice. her and her critical and she was a tad critical Very nice. of
0: So the Brie Olson story, I don't know I remember and I don't think she'd mind me saying this, I mean Caden, who I truly am like like a You know, it's not like we siege. I don't know when the last time I saw her. It's been a few years. But we text. Mm -hmm. And we were, and I think I've said this before, on the verge of doing a podcast when I had to decide whether we were going to stay at 590 or come to Hubbard. Mm -hmm. And I still believe that me and her doing a podcast is a potential monster. And I love the idea of it. You know, whereas... You know, it's it's something that'll get my synapses firing. Sure. Not because I'm going to be sitting there, you know, with a soft cow, <laughs> right. but it's just the kind of stuff, like this, I I love this. You yeah. know, I don't have somebody going, well, what are the blues going to do for the checking line? You know, I, I, can, I can just fucking talk, <laughs> right. you know, and talk to my people. Yep. And, you know, and, and that's more my style of, you know, talking and... You know, and it's just free, and to me it's healthy, which I know is like the antithesis of what some people think is health, but I think being able to talk openly about sex and religion is actually healthy as opposed to repressing it, and then all of a sudden you find yourself with a you know shower bottle up your ass because you don't know how to get off. who uh, hasn't been in
1: that situation <laughs>
0: <yeah>. <laughs> so uh so with 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 regards to that i you know, we we became friends, like, in 2009. I don't know how or why. It had nothing to do with hooking up. I was with Anna Marie, if anything. I think Caden took a liking to Anna Marie, if I'm being fully honest with sure. it. Uh, it's probably much more believable than Caden taking <laughs> a liking to me, if we're being honest also. Uh, but either way, we were just, like, buddies, and we still bullshit about stuff. Yeah. And it's amusing, and she really is, even though the cat loved to say, oh, smart and clean. She's truly, I mean, if anybody has ever talked with Lisa Ann or Caden, for that matter. I know Lisa Ann's been around a lot more than Caden recently. There's no way you could possibly go, Lisa Ann's a dumb porn star. There's no way, no way you could say it. No way. You might say, oh, you might not like her because she did porn and whatever, to each their own on it. But you couldn't possibly say she's a dumb woman. No way. And Caden is also quite smart, shrewd businesswoman. And so we would bullshit and, you know, just have a good kind of back and forth, you know, Text exchange, you know, Mm. like I said, to the point that we were—Anna Marie, God bless her, got me tickets to the AVNs for Christmas in 2016, and um, we went to the AVNs, and Caden happened to be—I think we stayed at the Hard Rock, may it rest in peace. And I don't know how, I guess maybe she saw my Twitter feed, and she goes, Hey, are you here? And I go, Yeah, Anna Marie and I are here. She goes, Oh, my God, we're eating downstairs. And I go downstairs, and I hadn't seen her in a couple of years— it's her, Manuel Ferrara, the Plowboys guy, yeah. and their daughter, who I, you know, had never met, but I was aware of. And I think we were invited to their wedding or to the baby shower in L.A. I mean, I know this sounds fucking strange, but it's it's true. So Caden, I think, did Girl Next Door judging one. She did. hundred percent. It might have been the loaded update, by the way, because I know it was in oh, Lumiere. Wow. <laughs> the... um, and then she couldn't do it the next year. And I'm like, oh, and who are we going to get? And I don't know how or why. I guess she was on the show, and and this is no bullshit, Jackson. I remember it being in my office at 19th and Locust inside STL offices where we were there for nine years and interviewing Brie Olson. And I, no, I wasn't even interviewing her. I was just like telling her what we're going to do. And then we started bullshitting, and I'm, I don't think I was interviewing her. I don't know, but I, it sounds so weird to say that this was going on. She starts telling me how she likes to fuck furniture. <laughs> like, she'll take a leg of a chair and fuck it. <laughs> and I'm going, this is, like, I'm, I'm just in my office by myself. It's, like, 3 in the afternoon. And it's not like I'm sitting here, like, jerking off on the phone because she's <laughs> telling me she's fucking furniture. It's just, like, it's all over the place. I go, this is fucking nuts. So Bree comes in. Or, no, she was in town. That's what it was. She was in town to, to dance at probably the hey, Hustler China, Club. Yeah. And we're doing this thing at a place called Bar 101. Is Bar 101 still around?
1: Boy, is that
0: downtown? Soulard.
1: Yeah, nah, I think it is.
0: Let's see. I don't know, man. Yeah, I think it is. Holy shit.
1: Yeah, it says it's... That It was a sand
0: volleyball thing. Wow, it is still going. How about that? So, I guess. I don't know. Well, either way, that's where we were. And we did a sand volleyball tournament. And like a girl-next-door model thing where whoever won won 500 bucks. So some of the past girls next door got in there. And Bree is one of the judges, also one of the judges. You'll die when you hear this. Well, maybe you won't just because it's an age thing, although I know you know the person. Famous St. Louis athlete. Uh-huh who, if I'm not mistaken, has gone into their Sports Hall of Fame, oh, wow. was a judge, was scheduled to be a judge and appeared, for the record. Wound up not being a judge because, was, but did wind up appearing. So it's not like they bailed on it.
1: Uh, just because you said I'd die, I have to think basketball?
0: I uh, understand your reasoning. You're on the wrong track.
1: Okay. Has um, gone into their sports. Hall.
0: I believe I am virtually certain. Subject of controversy. Um, Known prominently beyond their sport. Shit. Like, and that's why I look back on this and it's just so nuts that this was this was our little world at the time. Female. Hope Solo. There you go. Wow. Holy, really that is one hundred percent true. I mean the fact that
1: oh solo
0: dead serious, like Mickey Carroll absolutely
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> i don't I honestly don't look back on it and go, I should have fucked old what's her name, you there's know, a, I really don't there's
1: a cop looking on like with a huge smile <laughs> on his face <laughs> oh
0: my God, but you know. It, it was, it was, it was, it was a, it was really, it's so weird. I'm sure it's how like people who are like 20 or 25 in 19, like in the 19, late sixties and seventies look back on the eighties and go, fuck man, we had it really good, you know, or when they were in their when they were in their eighties and their thirties and forties going, fuck, we should have, we should have fucked more. Yeah. Uh, but so yeah, this is obviously a loose setting. Yeah. Everybody's fucked up. Yeah. You have these girls competing So it was supposed to be Brie Olson. Hope Solo was supposed to be one of the judges, yeah, because she was with the St. Louis Athletic. I'm talking like everybody knows. That's right. Like I'm sure people like your age are going, Hope Solo, why, what, what in the world, but the United States gold medal winning (laughs) goaltender, World Cup winning goaltender, yeah subject of all kinds of controversy even even recently yeah
1: she sure has been
0: um was supposed to be one of the judges and she was to a point with our show where she would drop in monthly that's
1: why re- which was,
0: which sounds fucking crazy and she would always be like Vince McMahon pimping whatever that league was that the athletica was in right. Joe was
1: wasn't he like the
0: he was like the play-by-play guy and I think Iggy used to like to take shots at him. He was a women's soccer play-by-play guy. I think. I could be wrong. And then Hope and Joe were certainly friends. Now, Joe is adamant that nothing ever happened with him and Hope. Mm-hmm. If you told me the life of my family was on the line as to, yes, they hooked up, and no, they hooked up. And this isn't an indictment of Joe at all. If anything, one might consider it a compliment. Sure. I would say something happened. Mm. Joe insists nothing happened. Personally, my view on it is he's been lying about it for so long that he doesn't want to admit that he was lying for so long. I could be wrong. He'll probably be pissed off. He's pissed off anyway, no matter what. <laughs> but but he'll probably be pissed off at me for saying that. But like I said, it's a comp. Joe did well, man. Joe did well. Motherfuckers drink. gave Joe a lot of shit when he was on the show. And, you know, one of the running go jokes was, you know, he was hooking up with guys he roomed with <laughs> and all this shit. Knuckles? <laughs> Klaus, Knuckles, you know, one of his buddies woke up in bed with another guy and there was no way to explain it. His ass started bleeding at spring training. That was, absolutely happened.
1: He was close friends with Larry Bigby, No.
0: That was odd also. <laughs> Larry Bigby had a very brief run in St. Louis, but for whatever reason, they hung out. Um, and then the fact that he woke up and Andy Dick was in his room. I mean, there's all kinds of things that understandably would be considered circumstantial evidence. But the truth is, the truth is, is from my standpoint, now this wasn't uh, an Inside STL Girl Next Door, but we had like a promotions team before the Girl Next Door thing started. Uh-huh. And this girl was beautiful, mm-hmm. beautiful. And I don't throw that around, Jackson. You know I reserve it for, like, Ella Reese. Yeah. Uh, but but this girl was beautiful and became Joe's girlfriend for a, a period of time. Wow. And uh, Joe did well for himself, man. I, I know that one Inside STL Girl Next Door thing, whatever that bar is, the club at one of the casinos, Ameristar probably. Joe's making out with one of the contestants <laughs> and, like, holding out his finger, flipping off the camera. I mean, you know, yeah. Joe benefited from the girl next door. I don't and I don't want to portray it like he ran through him by right. any means, but he did all right for himself. So with regards to the Hope Solo thing, and I didn't even realize it because I'm just like, oh, this is this goofball who cut lawns and has a landing strip for some fucking reason. You know, I couldn't take him seriously as a coxman, but I remember Chasey, who was on the show— jen pickett uh and and in my just total lack of self-awareness i'm like oh you know if i were single you'd be interested i mean what a fucking thing to say (laughs) i mean just what an asshole (laughs) first off it's absolutely just factually not true and then secondly it just shows no self-awareness and third (laughs) the fact that i would even say it just like fuck off (laughs) but she goes well joe's the best looking guy on the show And she goes, then probably Martin, actually. (laughs) (laughs) You know, then you, you know? And I'm like, what the fuck, you know? And I'm like, the guy with the landing strip, the guy who carves a strip in his pubic hair is attractive to you? I mean, what in the fuck? And I still, for the life of me, by the way, that to me is like, if we did the seven wonders of TMA, Joe carving a landing strip is, it has to be there.
1: So did he just say that one day, that he was like, so.
0: My ex wife and Chasey, uh-huh. we were at our bar. May it rest in peace. You were 10, yeah, when, not even 10, <laughs> when it opened in the Grove. Um, and I remember saying on the radio, like, I don't know what I said, but something like, there's just no way that a guy who is into women would carve a landing strip, which, by the way, 15 years later, I still passionately believe. I really do. Like, the Plowboy's sitting there talking about manscaping. he's not talking about, like, carving shapes with his pubic hair.
1: Even though I bet if you asked him to, he could He would. It.
0: Yeah. But, like, Joe's doing And then, like, Joe from, like, his Horton Watkins studio at the time, right. you know, he's in the control room with Stedman. Stedman, had, you know, just ticking time bombs. The Georgia he's upset State with, studio. <laughs> the Georgia State studio because he's upset that these guys keep grabbing the microphone. He goes, I have a <laughs> landing strip. And I'm just like, I start laughing because so I'm like, no, he doesn't. He's like, no, I do. And I'm like, well, I'm not fucking looking, (laughs) you know, I mean, there's not a, there's not a, you can not give me a hundred dollar bill to look, but we had a, I believe a girl next door event or something like that later in the day. And which I look back on this and this is, this is fucking creepy, but it all happened. And like I said, I have, I just don't care. (laughs) So you're getting it all. Uh, He takes my ex-wife and Chasey, Jen into an R-Bar restroom to show them his landing strip.
1: Yeah, that's that's what a wild sentence that was. <laughs> that's, I mean, that, that's fucking bananas. <laughs> but it happened. But I mean, all this shit happened. So easily it's like a french fry, a pube. There, right? <laughs> I've never seen
0: it. I don't know if it's still present. Well, we can ask. For the life of me, though... I just was like, what What do you do for real? <laughs> like, to me, like, let's say you are about to land the most beautiful sexual girl. Uh-huh. And then you take your drawers off, and it's mm-hmm. about to go down. And let's say she's going down, you know, the oral highway. So, yeah. therefore, it's right up in her face. And then there's a guy, and the guy has a landing strip. I would have to think she, like, releases and goes, all right, that'll wrap her up. Yeah.
1: But, I think, mm, I'm just trying to imagine, like, because the sign of the shows is that they took the time to Manscape,
0: Which I'm sure the ladies appreciate.
1: No doubt, but then they- But
0: that he carved a strip in yeah. his pubis.
1: He's like, you're shorn everywhere, yeah. yet you have this strip of hair, <laughs> and that means that you did that intentionally. Yeah, and like-, and like It asked more and questions. And then I was so things. proud
0: of it, showed my ex-wife and and Chasey. I mean, really, what in the fuck?
2: Yeah, that's really <laughs> I mean, weird. but it
0: happened. Yeah. It yeah. absolutely happened. For sure. So with regards to Hope- I don't know. I have no idea, and she's probably not going to be dropping by the studio anytime soon, so we have to rely solely on Joe, and Joe insists nothing ever happened. Either way, Hope was down with the show, and she was supposed to judge this thing Uh at Bar 101 13 years ago on August 16th. Holy
1: shit. Have a little party.
0: So anyway, Brie Olson. So she does this thing. She does the judging thing at Bar 101, and... I believe she was very critical there. She, you know, she liked being on the show. And so Caden couldn't come in, and Bree could. And I believe this was either, I think it was 2011, because that's right when Charlie Sheen's shit went down. Right, I think it yep. was 2011. Yep. And so I remember asking Caden about coming in, and I noticed she had unfollowed me on social media. hmm and I go, I texted her. I remember I was playing poker at Aria in Las Vegas. And I just had time, and I was, you know, you're on a break in a tournament, and I just I go, hey, what's up? I said, did you unfollow me or block me on Twitter or something like that? And she goes, yeah, I'm mad at you. And I go, what the fuck? <laughs> I go, we haven't, like, seen each other in, like, a year. I go, what what happened? She goes, you have Brie Olsen coming, and you know I don't like her, and you have her coming in to do an event. And I go, well, I'm just, you know, I mean, it's not like, you know. I'm right. You know, I'm just doing an event. But she was sideways with Bree over something. I don't know what the fuck it was. And so Brie comes in, and she just was, like, warning me about it. Brie comes in to be a judge, along with dead serious, no bullshit. I hope there's video. I don't know if there is. It's such a shame that there isn't. Rich Gould. <laughs> <laughs> I'm dead serious. Bree Olson. Rich Gould. Mickey Carroll, <laughs> Timberfake, Rudy, and I'm dead serious. I think they're I think maybe like Todd Wellemeyer.
1: That's Italian.
0: I'm dead serious cuz I think the Cardinals had winter warm-up. It might have been somebody else. I mean, they're really I don't know who else it could have been. I mean, there was a time we did one of these and no bullshit yet again. I think at this point everybody goes, oh, this motherfucker can't possibly be lying about anything. Uh, that Ben Bishop, oh well, wow. was a judge. For a bikini contest at Wave Taco in downtown St. Louis, along with someone who, and I'm going to type it into Twitter right now to see, and she might have more Instagram followers than, I hope I don't, okay, here we go, who has 6.4 million Twitter followers, may have more Instagram followers, and that's Sonny Leone. Are you familiar with Sonny Leone?
1: I feel like I've heard the name before, but I might have just been on the show.
0: Sonny Leone was at the time an adult star, but she is of Indian descent. Uh Uh-huh. And she has gone on to, let's see, there it is. She has 53.3 million Instagram followers. 53 million? 53.3 million Instagram followers. The only person who follows her I know, of course, is Larry Nickel. But uh, I believe the, she is a Bollywood superstar, and she is a also, you know, beautiful woman, intelligent, and she was an adult star. And I don't know what happened. I think there's like a documentary on it uh, on how she went from adult star to uh, to, obviously, you know, Bollywood superstar. Mm-hmm. So Ben Bishop and Sonny Leone. And Rams receiver, either Foster Brooks or Brooks Foster, I know there was an <laughs> actor named Foster Brooks or an actor named Brooks Foster, whatever the inverse was, that Rams drafted this guy to North Carolina, and they are judging a bikini contest at Wave Taco. I mean, this, is, this sounds so asinine. So it's, it's Brie Olson, Rich Gould, this is for the girl next door thing in 2011, I believe. Brie Olsen, Rich Gould, Mickey Carroll, Rudy, Timberfake, and I don't know who. I feel like there was a Cardinal there, which in hindsight is fucking crazy. Could you imagine the Cardinals allowing that now? Not
1: not a chance. Just for reference on the Sonny Leone. What do we got? Tom Brady has 12.4 million followers. Unbelievable. Sonny Leone has yeah. 53. She's
0: judging a bikini contest with like 100 people present at Wave Taco. And like... Wanting to, and I'm not saying she was trying to have the the less popular. Yeah. Because any time there was interest, it was not in me. You know. <laughs> gotcha. And it's still current. Current is still true to this day. Right. That's uh, I don't true. think that's going to be changing. Although again, I was skinny fat. And right. I just, yeah. I'm just you're, realizing you're really it
2: now. You're now. Fuck.
1: <laughs> what a
0: waste. I didn't play golf. Yeah. And I was skinny fat. What was well, I doing? I was poker playing poker all, yeah, all day. I guess was... so. Yeah. Of course, I was skinny fat. What was Anna Marie doing though? And I didn't really have any money either, you know? <laughs> hey, I don't know what, I don't know what you the, had the juice. You had the juice. I had the tongue of a hummingbird. I guess that's what it gets down to. You and Doug. <laughs> so, so this is what's going, this is your dais at Lumen on Washington or Olive, whatever the fuck it was, downtown. Places uh-huh. place is packed. Right. Packed. Because you have, it's a girl next door contest. And it's a great venue. I think it's still operating. So, you know, I've done a few of these at this point. And, bree- and and it's not it's you know it's it's always a lot of work mm-hmm. but it's not like something where i'm like oh god i hope it goes well it's right. just you know i'm just grabbing a microphone and talking and right. i know the formula it's fine i've it done at least four of them at this like
1: point. TMA, you see, as yeah. long as the microphone's working i mean it's, working. it's in front
0: of a live crowd but whatever it's not a big deal if you're comfortable doing it it's not a big deal if you're not comfortable talking in front of people it can be a thing i guess sure. but whatever it's what i do so fine then all of a sudden i took it for granted that it was going to go smoothly Because Bree, for whatever reason, started giving the girls who are out there in like lingerie scores of one or two or three, and it's getting awkward.
1: Sure. And this was the girl next door of the year.
0: Yes. Okay. So now the girls, to their credit, unionize in the back room like
1: their Northwestern football.
0: Lech Walesa in Poland. The Northwestern football team, the 2010 Girl Next Door of the Year competition. Yep. Yep. They're all heroes.
1: Here's heroes for the working class. All solidarity. Yep.
0: And I'm announcing the next girl, and I notice they're not coming out.
1: Ah, a problem has arise. And I
0: believe the time my fiance or my wife, I don't know, who was working at the business and uh-huh. worked in the business until through the time we were at 9:20, Anna Marie. Um. Comes out and says, uh, No, she worked part of 590 too. Uh, comes out and says, uh, The girls aren't going to come out anymore because of what the scores Brie Olson. And, Br- and Brie wasn't just like giving them low scores. She was like, Well, you have a little cellulite here. I mean, Ugh, it is, if you're a 22 year old girl and you're obviously, you know, it's a, and you're out there in front of however many people, right? A thousand plus. Yeah, I mean that's sure. a,
1: your self confidence. Oh my god, it's brutal, and I'm not, it.
0: I'm not enjoying it either. Right, it's just uncomfortable. But it's a live trip. thing. Yeah. And I'm like, you know, so they're not coming out. So I tell Brie, she, I, if my memory serves, again, I wish in a way I wish there was video. I do wish there was video. Actually, yeah, what does <laughs> it fucking matter? Simple as that. Uh, Tim McKernan was fired for a Girl Next Door contest he hosted with Bree Olson and Rich Gould and Mickey Carroll. I'd love to see that in the newspaper. I'd be like a perfect way to go on down to Jupiter. Yep. Uh, that uh Bree is pissed off now that she can't give she goes, I thought you wanted me to be a judge. And I'm and the thing with Bree is it's not like Bree was Ella Reese, right, so to speak. Right. Right, right, right. So she's on tilt. She just gets up and fucking leaves. Perfect. All hell is breaking loose. And, you know, we get through the contest. I'm sure it's a wonderful evening. (laughs) (laughs) And I go to my, I don't even know, I guess it would have been Twitter. And Bree has taken a picture of the room we got her at the Hilton downtown at the ballpark. Yeah. Bent over. (laughs) With, like, some fingers in her ass uh, yeah. and going, this is for everybody at Inside STL. Fuck you.
1: Frame that tweet.
0: Oh, my God. And, uh, yeah, I wonder if we could find that.
1: Uh, is she, I actually, I, give me a moment.
0: You I, might be able to pull it off?
1: Yeah, I mean, there's, I can, I can see it. if uh, not, I have a buddy who could find it really easily. Yeah.
0: That's, that's... And then, and so I hadn't paid her yet, though. So... And I was paying her. I mean, I wasn't paying her like something crazy, crazy, sure. but it was, you know, four digits. So, it, you know, it counts. And it's not like I'm sitting there on some kind of... Uh, so I'm going, God, do I pay her? I mean, she walked out and I'm like... And then as always, at analytic, I'm like, ah, it's probably going to be more of a headache not to pay her. And it's not worth uh, the right. exactly. 1000 or $1,500 you are supposed to get to not pay her to have that all hell break loose on social media, which is weird because you're not really thinking that way in 2010 or 11, but you know, that that was the thought process. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so that was the second to last girl next door of the year ever. We went through with the final one, made it much more low key, just a party at Pepper Lounge at which D freeze appeared, <laughs> not because he was planning on it, but because that's what he was doing at that time. <laughs> right. <laughs> and, uh, and he, he was, uh, he was present and, and then I was like, that'll do it. That's enough. It's been a wonderful run. It had nothing to do with anybody saying, you need to stop this. I could have kept doing it. It just wore us out. There was a time for a year or so where I wanted to find, like, the next person to host them. Sure. Um, and I, like I said, I think the campanas may have moved at that, at that time to, how do you pronounce this? You want to pronounce it. Isle Marada? Is that how you pronounce it? Do you know what I'm talking about? It's a key. It's a Florida key. Ile
1: That sounds.
0: Isle, Isla Isla Marada or something like that. I, I always that thought before. it was like island Marad, but it's Isla. Anyway, uh, they lived down there for a few years. They're back here now, but um, they did such a great job with it, and they were so easy to deal with and so cool. And so, it you know, so now that I'm 10 years, Jackson's really looking for this Brie Olson tweet. I'm I mean, I'm find.
1: finding some stuff about. I just looked up St. Louis and her Twitter thing, and there's some. Some gnarly tweets. Mm. Mm. I just got stood mm. up, and I'm horny as fuck. Is what I see.
0: <laughs> yeah, know? that was a theme, also. Uh, <laughs> I, I mean, if you're if you are getting to the point where you're you're fucking furniture, you're obviously Randy. There could <laughs> be a T-shirt. And, for
1: that, us. and what I tweet I just read was a very tame one of some of the things I just saw yeah. on the famous Brie Olson Twitter account.
0: So, so she that played a role. And bringing it to an end, but um it just, honestly, it just, it just wore me out. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I mean, you get to a point, also, I think also just like socially, we weren't doing that anymore, like going right. out until whatever, wanting to do that. But we lived on Washington Avenue, man. I mean, Anna Marie and I lived on Washington Avenue until July of 2012, so it was convenient. I don't know. I, I mean, again... It's not like I'm like oh yeah. In hindsight, that was wrong. It was we tr- we did Cougar Next Door, mm-hmm. which was women over thirty five. Oh wow. Which to me now, like at the time, I'm like yeah, these old women. I'm like oh my god, give me a woman over thirty five any day of the week who's like comfortable with her sexuality at this point. Right. You know, usually I think that kind of is a you know I don't know I wonder what that's about. I need to get somebody who I don't know who I could talk to. Probably not somebody who's employed here at Hubbard it would probably be best from a human resources standpoint. But why that is that women get. Like, so you probably, what's the oldest age you've been with as a 24 year old young stallion?
1: Uh, like, like, the oldest, like, yeah, the, yeah, the at
0: this straight point. up oldest. I mean, have you been one. with, like, somebody over 30? No. no okay. No. Yeah. And you look, and you're like, fuck, no way, man. Well, There's that is. And...
1: No, it's not that. I just don't, I like, I don't know a situation where I'd be with, like, a 30 year old who would be, like, looking for strange i know but see, to me it's like to Columbia. me
0: it's like so obvious but i mean it, i guess it depends on where you hang out because when you're where you're hanging out there probably are 30
1: somethings right no no except no. for
0: like the guy coming off his divorce and wearing there's, a sport yeah though, no,
1: there's 35 year old guys right. but not many right 30 year old so you're maybe we get yeah, dr joyce brothers still to with napoli
0: us? with a gopro for you <laughs> and see what happens
1: that if i hung out there yes there might be, be a situation but anyway i have a place in clayton too
0: there you go now you're just everything's happening. But uh, So I think that played a role, but it was just like the no-shows. That's what ended it. But it's a business model that works, period. I mean, it Mm -hmm. just absolutely works. Absolutely. We were fortunate that we had great partners on it with Jason and Emily Campagna Mm -hmm. um, and the people who worked on the events, and my wife was certainly one of those, Um, and the sales staff. I mean, the fact that my dad... His general sales manager at KPLR Television and KFNS Radio was selling "Girl Next Door" contest is just phenomenal.
2: Yeah,
0: um, but he was, and it was—you know—it started off fun. It ended with a fizzle, just because. I think, like, the attention on it probably—because once—I once, once I think probably, Jackson, actually, once the radio became the big source of the revenue, it just became, like, a thing we felt like we had to do. Right. But out of the gate in 2007, 8, and 9, it was a thing. Mm-hmm. And it was a thing so much so that women were stealing tank tops to represent that they had been an inside of steel yeah. girl next door and get a photo shoot. And yeah. that did— one hundred percent happened, and it's a good thing that producer Joe is not in here because he would love to talk about who it was. Yeah, and I will not do that. But uh, that uh, that absolutely happened.
1: Oh no, it seems like I mean women unionizing just to,
0: to... good. And by the way, good for them. They did yeah, the right. They did the right 100%. thing. And that was because that wasn't cool, man. I mean, I, in my mind, I'm not thinking that's even possible. So right. it's like, yeah, like if a girl clearly stands out, she gets a ten. But otherwise, you give an eight or nine, and we're just fucking off here. Right? You know, it's not like this is a you know, we're we're selecting the next pope. Right. You know, I mean, let's just get even through. The maybe evening. they should consider <laughs> God Almighty. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I am sure. I remember there was there was there was a girl who was beautiful, and came into studio and they were Girl Next Door to the Year candidates. Uh, and we would interview him, and the cat was so good at like, I don't even know how to describe it. I wouldn't call it being in character, but being able to ask asinine questions and not breaking. Right. And then Doug would actually be into it, but not in, like, a creep way, but he would have conversation. He would treat them like human beings, (laughs) I guess, which is, I guess, you know. Uh, But there was a girl who I... I don't know what happened, but she... This was, I think, the cat's all-time favorite. I guess maybe... At one point, when she might have been bigger, had gotten hearts tattooed on her on either side of her belly button, oh. and then she lost weight, and so now the the flesh had shrunk down, so it looked yeah. like she had the logo for Pontiac on either side <laughs> of her belly button. <laughs>
1: oh boy, that's a bad beat.
0: And so I don't know who brought it up. I'm really into the fire. Bro. Any of the three of us, certainly possible. But why do you have the Pontiac logo tattooed on your stomach? But I believe the question was asked.
1: Oh my God. And I don't
0: think she liked it. And uh that was a situation. She it out. <laughs> I mean I mean your your age group might not even remember the fact that Pontiac was a vehicle, you yeah, know.
1: I mean I very vague I mean I've I remember some mm. people having Pontiac, so but yeah, that's a that'd be a wild thing to get permanently mm. inked onto your. Oh, mighty. I mean, I love some brands out there. Sure, I, just I a no, surprising one. Yeah, I just have, you know, I love what Callaway does with their irons. I don't ever <laughs> see myself getting a Callaway tattoo <laughs> on my
0: navel. Yeah, and of all, I mean, you know, maybe if you want to, like, try to flash and act like you're killing it, you get the Mercedes tat or something oh, like that, which, yeah. of course, just screams wealth.
1: No, the, the move is you get uh, Nike swooshes on the your mid-ankle where you would, your socks would be right there. Oh, wow, so you permanently wow, have, wow. Oh wow. I awesome. know... Uh, Multiple like handfuls of people with a Jordan logo tattoo.
0: Is that right? Oh yeah,
1: that's it's very well. We describe that as classy. Mm,
0: boy, is it ever! Um, I, f- I inevitably people will listen to this and then ask for us to go into some stories that I've I've unintentionally forgotten. Yeah, you know, right. this would be a really awkward podcast to do if I like would have engaged in. Yeah. Fun with, a, sure. with an inside STL girl next door. Fortunately, for, as Klaibs would say, a number of reasons that never happened. Yeah. Nor did it ever come close to happening. I'm, mm-hmm. su- I'm and honestly thinking back to that time period in my life. I'm surprised mm-hmm. that I at least wasn't flirtatious. Mm-hmm. But I think I had the awareness then that I absolutely do now that if anybody ever accused me of anything, because of how I talked on the radio, I would have no chance. Right? Because they go, of course he did. Listen to how he talks on the radio. So mm-hmm. I'm surprised, and I guess because I own the business that I that I was like, I can't fuck with that. Not that they were like all over me by any means, but I just was aware that I can't do that. And a sure. lot of them had boyfriends anyway. Don't get right. me wrong, or you know. And and I want to make it clear, it's not like they were interested. But I just. Th- like to do that and then be like, oh, but is Tim going to talk about the one girl who he wound up hooking up with, and then she went on social media and talked about it? Unfortunately, there's just none of that. Right. Um, if I were single, probably wouldn't have lasted. Um, but but I wasn't, and so none of that shit happened. Producer Joe had a nice time here and there, not like twenty times or anything like that, but probably a few. And god it was, it was it was started out super fun and it ended up being an incredible drag but it's something that like and here's the thing Jackson by the way now we'd be dealing with a bigger chip stack
1: yeah boy
0: you know what I mean? It would be Like good. the winner for Girl Next Door of the Year. I don't know. I'm just totally firing off the top of my head. But like ten thousand dollars. I don't know. You could get some serious twenty five thousand dollars.
1: You could get some like some serious. Money yeah. To do. I mean, that and
0: be... like the monthly winner. Like I don't know. Five grand. I don't know. I, I mean, for real. Like we were doing yeah. this for five hundred bucks. And yeah. don't get me wrong. Five hundred bucks is nice. Nice, but,
1: but it's different than like. Yeah. And then there you could get. Yeah, you know, some and
0: then it's like a thing. I mean, I'm. I still believe in the business model.
1: Yeah, I think I mean, and I I really don't think it's problematic in the slightest. Just okay, it's, it's interesting
0: bad. because you 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 would err more on the side of seeing things as problematic yes, than I do.
1: But my view on things is people are so quick to be like, oh, that wouldn't work now. It's like, well, wh- why? Like, right. like like, you know, you guys are like, yeah, it's if like we
2: some... were like,
0: if we were taking pictures of women who w- didn't know they were in the contest, and right. showed, I'm always for big time. It's like it's like with with TMA. Yeah. I am not, and I think it's why we've gotten away with it at this point now. It's just like it's been going on so long. But nobody on this show, at least certainly over like the last decade, and maybe somebody will point an example, is like called out on the show who's not part of the show. In other words... You enter the rain like Mr. Licks right now is a right. guy to get that's getting beat up on, but sure. he
1: got in the he got yeah. in the reindeer. If you danger, don't want to so yeah, if you don't want to be involved, then you don't the, get exactly.
0: involved. Exactly, so you're safe. Yeah, but if you're on it, right, and if you're in the audience and you call in, you text in, and you're using a name, just know you know you're gonna be part of it. But right. if so, we would never drag somebody from the stands in, never, all of a sudden, never, ever, ever. So that's the Girl Next Door contest. They got a photo shoot.
1: Yeah, I mean, and they like,
0: willingly did it. Fuck, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I don't want to. I don't want to Jameson hosted? I mean, I don't know who... Ho- you hosted. Actually, there it is. You hosted. There I am. You hosted.
1: That'd be fun. I'd enjoy it. It's, you it's, interested? I mean, there's something to, to look into. I think it'd be... Wow, wow, wow. I just think it'd be a, a interesting I uh, just to see if, like, how much reaction you would get, like, would people, like, come out of the way. And I'd think for that price. I yes, mean,
0: I mean, that's the thing. Listen, they're not going to be... I mean, for real, the, the age range, now I would have gotten two things a little earlier, but they could be my daughters at this point. You know, age-wise.
1: Yeah, I guess technically, yeah.
0: So you know, this is not, you know, this is this is me just, you know, marketing the event. Sure. But uh, as far as wanting to be in attendance or being on stage, that ended a long time ago. Sure. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, if you, you know, the the most eligible bachelor in St. Louis, mm-hmm. look at and a single man, mm-hmm. look
1: at you. It'd be fun. You can, you it'd be, can, I think it'd be fun. Yeah, for that price look too. At you. But you know, like you, you know, and the like, Plowhawk and Iggy, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Iggy would have to be involved in some capacity. But yeah, I just think like in general, like we nowadays everything's like, oh no, no. that 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 one flies. Right. So, well, if you changed like, especially, and it's mostly from like TV shows or movies, but like if you changed like a couple lines of dialogue, it would fit in perfectly. Like, I, don't, I never understood when people were like, oh, you can't make comedies anymore. It's like, yeah, you can. It's How about
0: just, this? This is total non sequitur, but that's. Love that's a non sequitur. And it involves film. Love Have it. Have you seen the movie Parenthood? Yes,
1: with okay. Steve Martin. I assume good. Yeah. Okay. Part of it shot in St. Louis, no? Uh,
0: none of it was shot in St. Louis. It's based in St. Louis, right, but they that's actually right. sh- I actually, because I was watching it last night. I looked up. I'm like, God, that actually, because it's supposed to be in Kirkwood, actually. Yeah, right. And right, And I'm right. looking at him, I'm going, God, that like looks like that could be a house. Like, I remember the there's like a, it. like a cop
1: car, and it's like Kirkwood Police. And they're
0: car. They started this first scenes at a Cardinals game. Yeah. And right. then uh, one of the actresses is wearing a Missouri Tigers shirt. Uh, so, there is a scene in which the sun drops the fly ball. They mm-hmm. lose the game, and Steve Martin's character pictures him on the top of a building shooting at students at a college. No way in the world that fil- that, that no. scene is in a film if, it's made, if parent is made in 2022, correct?
1: Speaking, Yeah, and, and speaking of that, another St. tie movie up in the air, Zach Galifianakis in the, one of the very beginning of the movie, after he gets fired by Clooney, this is like Zal- Zach Galifianakis' first thing, he takes a sniper rifle from the top of a building in St. Louis and it like quickly cuts to him aiming down. Would wow. not that would not fly either?
0: And then amazing that was made in two thousand nine. Two thousand nine, yeah. Did you know I hung out with Jason Reitman while he was here? Dude? Really?
1: Oh, well, oh look at God. you! That's the most impressed well, you've ever been. He's Hollywood royalty. His dad is the is Ivan
0: Reitman. Now, when I make it, I want to make this clear. Hang out is, but I did go to an ACDC concert, <laughs> wow. and he was part of the group I went with. That's at, incredible. Uh, Enterprise. That's Center. awesome. That's and really I remember awesome. going. I said to Anna Marie, "I go. This is two thousand nine. I go. I mean." This guy is, and that's when Clooney was here shooting it. Yeah. And so there were all these Clooney sightings. Yeah. And I'm like, this is kind of fucking nuts. We're going, and I th- he, he was involved in Juno. Yep. Yeah. He, which came he out pre- in 07. And this it. was, this was 08, Yeah. So I knew him more from that. And he's done a
1: few such Jason then. Reitman is, he does these Hollywood, like he gets a bunch of people in Hollywood together and they do readings of scripts, of old scripts with like, current actors oh, as really? the old – as, like, in these, like, old – they did one with – I can't remember the movie, but just these incredible actors doing readings of the movie. It's awesome. Oh, yeah. and
0: You shoot, can just tell he was – I YouTube. mean, he was super cool, too. And right. I mean, so I remember I was at a Blues game, and Reitman, I think, was a Canu- – he's Canadian, I'm not yeah, mistaken. Yeah, because, of, okay. yeah, Ivan Reitman. The blues and were playing fathers. the Canucks, maybe in a playoff game. I remember Bateman was there because, obviously, he's a part of that movie. Yeah. And, uh, and Jason was sitting – in our section on that. But yeah, the ACDC concert what a strand. I was in November. I'm just like, God, I'm in... this guy.
2: Yeah. You know, awesome. holy
0: shit. But yeah, so Clooney, there's a sushi bar in Clayton called Miso. And it's a place I had been drinking for years. God, I'd probably go back to, the, I don't know when it opened, but you know, this, it was, it was starting to, you know, whatever. It was sure. still not there, but I was going there for dinner and they go, Hey, tonight might be a little crazy because George Clooney is, you know, a couple tables over. Unbelievable. I'm like, holy shit. Yeah. And there he was sitting there having dinner. And then yeah. I also had access to the scene they shot, which is a huge scene with Vera Farmiga uh. and uh kind of looks like Julia Ann, and if you know, you know. And uh Clooney at uh the Hilton right across from lambert
1: yeah it's where they're comparing credit cards up in the years are my
0: favorite movies, yeah the scene was in the bar so yeah. i was outside of that and they would take a break and then they'd come out and that yeah that's that that was shot right there and i was i wasn't on set per se but i was given access when that was going on
2: yeah what yeah. an incredible
0: that's incredible and but... that is a movie that is a time stamp in american history seriously yeah it truly is and it happens to have been shot in st louis and it really was unlike parenthood um. Although that was based in St. Louis, Kirkwood. Right. Um. But that was in Clooney stayed at four seasons, I believe, or Ritz, one of the other, and um, and in Vera Farmiga and Bateman and uh, who's the uh, actress? The Anna Kendrick. Actress. Yes. Yeah. I feel like oh, and J.K. Simmons. is in it, J.K. Right? Simmons,
1: yeah, very small part. I mean, he got, just he does his one scene, and Zach Galifianakis. Yeah, does. I mean, you got.
0: I mean, it was uh, you know, it wasn't. Yeah. I want to say it was a launching pad, but I mean, you got some guys. Or really, just like when I was looking at the cast of Parenthood last night, when I happened to be watching, I mean, you have, Joaquin Phoenix as yeah. the kid who's jerking yeah. off. He Keanu was a weird Ruiz. kid in that movie. Sure, I just uh, watched
1: Gladiator again. He's in that. Too. I mean, it is. It is. Yeah, it no, is. there's some sick. I mean, Up in the Air was nominated for Best Picture. It was indeed. What, who won uh, Best Picture that? oh uh... nine would have been the year they expanded the field uh, because the year before the top two were There Will Be Blood and No Country for Old Men. So, like, oh, fuck, that's depressing as shit. <laughs> we got to expand the field. So, 09, that was the Avatar year, but that would have been King's Speech was the next year. Motherfucker, why can't I remember this? This is going to piss me off.
0: Well, I'll go through the Parenthood cast. Steve Martin, Diane Wiest, Rick Moranis, Martha Plimpton, Joaquin Phoenix, Keanu Reeves, holy shit! uh, Jason Robards, yeah, oh the legendary Jason, famous American, great in that movie. Yeah, he was great in that movie. I love Jason Robards. Tom, how do you pronounce it? Is it Hulse? Hulse Hulsey? Yeah, Hulsey. Okay, and he was uh, he was an Amadeus. Yeah, and I don't know if he won best. I think I won best picture. I don't know if he won best actor. Mary Steenburgen, um, who
1: played Ted Dan, who was it was
0: written and directed by Ron Howard. I mean that was
1: well, that's a legendary. Uh, the winner of uh, Best Picture that year, movie that I'm not super high on, uh, but directed by James Cameron's ex-wife, Hurt Locker. Yeah, I wasn't a
0: huge fan of that. I was surprised that that was as popular as it was.
1: Yeah, that was the Avatar year, though. So that, so the the year that James Cameron makes his fucking. Best thing since Titanic, his ex-wife. Oh, wow. Wins for... Uh, Catherine, Catherine
0: Bigelow. Bigelow Catherine right? Bigelow, correct. Right from memory. Yep. Uh, all right. Uh, fuck, anything else? I don't know. I don't know how long we went. You I think we guess? gave the people. I think we gave... And here's the thing. I have a feeling there's going to be a follow-up.
1: Yeah, like the leftovers. Because stories will because people
0: over. are going to email in who have been longtime listeners and go, how can you how can have forgotten about right. this? Right. It's not intentional. Like, I don't have... Like, the nice thing is, I don't have anything to hide. Um. So I'll talk about it. You know, there was never any legal issues with the thing. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I still think it's. I still think it's a business model that works. I just. I, you know, at 45 years old with a five month old and a four year old, I'm not looking to be. You know, I'm not looking to be Hefner. You know, no. Like oh good. No. Anna no, Maria, no. I hope you don't mind. No, I'm just hanging out with these girls until four in the morning in a hotel. Right. Oh, right. there's nothing going on. What?
1: I've just been served with papers? <laughs> <laughs> so, and one last question. Go ahead. I'm taking all questions. So, the Girl Next Door contest ran from 2008. January 2007.
0: Oh, seven To, I believe, either the end of 2011 or the end of 2012.
1: Gotcha. And was the phrase that we always start every podcast and balloon party with, yes, yes, uh, because of Girl Next Door.
0: Okay. Uh right, I know but on can't. a rabbit hole, this is dangerous. Friend of mine um who played a role in introducing Joshua. Oh so here we go. The legend. Yeah. To this show. For whatever reason, and I have no idea why, when he was out and drinking. Uh, and he'd see me and he'd go, ah, Tim McKernan. Yes. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Like we were, you know, in the men's card room at Belle Reve. Yes.
1: Yes.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And it was just like, you know, and I knew he wasn't, you know, so, uh, but that's what he said. So we would be doing remotes. And have you noticed how few we have done since being at Hubbard radio? It's
1: no coincidence.
0: Oh, (laughs)
2: oh.
1: You don't want to go to the McDonald's in Earth City. <laughs> oh,
0: the wars. Uh, I think we've done one. The TMA live at yeah, Maggie that's Bryant. it. And
1: that wasn't even live. I guess we did the show YouTube from the, we did the show from uh, uh, Normandy. Normandy, but that's different.
0: So, I mean, we're doing these things for these low-powered AM radio stations, and inevitably, like producer Joe or Joe Roderick was the engineer. They're not engineers. No. they're just doing it no. and doing their best. No. and it's you know not necessarily great equipment. And inevitably, it would drop out, or it wouldn't be on when we'd start the show.
1: Problems would always (laughs) arise.
0: Absolutely, and I have no idea why. But I just go yes, yes, (laughs) and the cat would just start giggling, because you know, because we all knew we were doing clown (laughs) show radio, and we didn't. (laughs) I don't want to say we didn't give a fuck, but I mean, we're you know, we we had an awareness of what we were, yeah, and we weren't like, hold on a second, this is gonna fuck up our ratings. You know, it doesn't matter. Right. So. That's the, so the cat would always know if something was wrong if you heard me go yes yes. <laughs> so why I decided to start the podcast this way I have no idea.
1: It's a great way to start it.
0: Uh, it's how we started it dating back to op- October 1st 2017 episode one and here we are is this episode 502 this is 503 nurse 503, 503. yeah. So uh, here it is by the way producer Joe emailed me and I wanted to know about pick six
1: yeah you, I was included on the email too oh were you uh huh.
0: And I'm all for it. Yeah. But I'm not doing it at six at night anymore. I know. I'm not doing that. So, and I don't know what that means. If that means certain people are out, whether that be Gangster Pete, G Unit, you know, they do have jobs. Mm -hmm. Joe, I don't know what to say. I'm not. Yeah, it's tough. I just, I yeah, you know, especially now. Shit, I didn't have my second kid yeah. last year and it was right. a pain in the ass. In the and ass. I get it. I mean it's not like I'm like, Pete, what are you doing? Can't you stop your work
1: day? <laughs> right. And I
0: love I love having Pete on there.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: And I love having G Unit on there. Yep. And I obviously love the prod Joe Iggy thing. Yep. I think we gotta do something better to liven it up. There might need to be some penalties, you know, yeah. if you lose the week, you got I don't know, I don't know what the fuck we do. But we gotta do something with it. And We just got to do it earlier in the day because I yeah, I can't I mean, like yeah. six o'clock and I'm taking care of children and all of a sudden I got to go downstairs and have two guys argue with each other about a fantasy baseball league from 2012. I can't do that shit.
1: No, I trust me. I'll, you're not. You're not. I'm not having any <laughs> yeah. complaints. Well, about you're
0: about to be the next Hugh Hefner with the girl next door. Yeah. Look at you.
1: Well, I got to go get a smoking jacket. I guess.
2: <sighs> I got. T- I wonder.
0: I, like, I'm sometimes I'm hesitant to bring, like, our world into the Hubbard world, and mm-hmm. I'm like, I think they might be like, I don't know if they'd be, what do you think they'd say? Like, I mean, this can totally be our own thing.
2: Yeah.
1: I don't know what they would say. I don't know. I think we'd have, and I'm not, like, taking shots at anybody, but, like, we would get it through, like, some parts, and then it would, might rise
2: and be like, yeah, yeah maybe uh, not. Yeah.
0: And, which I would understand. Right. Well, we can do our thing. I don't know. I, I and listen, the odds of this actually happening are, like, 1%. But- yeah. I I mean, it's a viable business model. It's that simple. Right. And we have the marketing platforms to market it, and now we have social media. Boy, I got to piss really bad. It's the first time I have to piss really bad. I don't have to. Look at you. Yeah.
1: Well, I I literally
2: left Excuse yourself
0: in the middle of the meeting with our director of sales or our general sales manager, Kelly Hanna, and Jesse Kioski on the trivia night and all that. To go piss, and I go. Well, this guy's twenty years younger than me. I've got to piss really badly, and I'm sitting here holding it. And you just got up in the middle of it.
1: I I I had been holding it for about twenty minutes at that point, and it was coming to the point where it was either (laughs) I was going to the bathroom in the conference room, or I was going to the toilet. It's as simple as that. And I felt I didn't need the cleaning staff in here today. There you go.
0: Well, since that since I've reached that point now, I have to wrap it up. Thank you to our sponsors, the Home Loan Expert Ryan Kelly, Mugginess, St. Louis Acura, Alton Toyota. Seth Goldcamp, Design Air, Heating and Cooling, and Service.com. James Carlton of the Carlton State Farm Insurance Agency. Mark Hanna, Evergreen Wealth Strategies for Action. Jackson, I'm Tim McKernan. Hope you enjoyed the deep dive. Any questions you want answered, send them in. Tim McKernan at InsideSTL.com. This has been the Tim McKernan Show from the Home Loan expert.com studios.
2: Peloton, let's go. This holiday, with the right music
1: and the right motivation from world-class instructors.
2: We're going to pick it up a notch. It's the holiday
1: season. You might just surprise yourself with what you're capable of. Work out to thousands of live and on-demand classes. From running, to cycling, to yoga. Try Peloton risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only, not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com home dash trial. Peloton, motivation that moves you.
0: With Black Friday savings at The Home Depot, you'll find top brand kitchen appliances with innovative features that can do more. So your holidays can be more. Ovens with built-in air fryers for baking the perfect cookies dishwashers with smart tech to clean everything from bakeware to festive mugs and high-capacity refrigerators to keep leftovers fresh. Chop Black Friday savings and get up to 30% off, plus instantly save up to 750 on select GE kitchen packages at The Home
2: Depot. How doers get more done. Offer valid November 2nd through November 30th. U.S. only, see store or online for details.